Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Bayaning Filipina. I am your host, Inya Kulada. Marami sa atin, myself included, grew up having only the cliff notes of history compressed in 45 to 60 minutes of Araling Panlipunan or AP or history classes. Di ko na nga masyadong maalala yung iba, but the ones I do remember very rarely mention the roles of notable Filipinas in shaping the history and freedom of our country. Siyempre, kilala na natin sila Gabriela Silang, Melchora Aquino, even Teodora Alonso Realonda, yung nanay ni Rizal, who was often thrown in the bunch. Matagal na akong gustong mag-share at mag-research tungkol sa mga documented contributions ng mga Let's say, more obscure Filipina heroes throughout history. So, with this podcast, I hope to unearth these awesome stories and share them to anyone who would listen. For our first episode, pag-uusapan natin ang isang napakakahangahangang babae. Not that any woman in our list is any less inspiring, but I think that we should start strong. And who is more fitting for this goal than Trinidad Texon? But first, a little background. Ang Pilipinas ay kasulukuyang tahanan ng about 110 million people according to worldometers.info. An archipelago of 7,641 islands, the Philippines sits in the middle of four large bodies of water. The Philippine Sea to the north and west Sulu Sea to the west and south, Celebes Sea to the south, and the Pacific Ocean to the east and north. It is located in the Pacific Ring of Fire and close to the equator, making it prone to earthquakes and typhoons, but also endows it with the abundant natural resources and some of the world's greatest biodiversity. So before pa dumating yung mga conquistadores sa ating bansa, Ang Pilipinas has always been the home to a great many tribes and ethnic groups. Of course, that is to be expected from a country of 7,000 plus islands. Nung mga panahon na yon, meron na tayong sariling governing bodies, may social classes na, at even religion. Pero lahat ng yun nagbago in the 1500s, particularly during 1521 when a Portuguese explorer named Ferdinand Magellan, who was in the employ of the monarchs of Spain, arrived in the archipelago. So, ito si Ferdinand Magellan, na isang Portuguese, kaya siya kinuha ng mga monarchs ng Spain ay dahil sa hindi siya sinusuportahan ng sarili niyang bansa. Bukod doon, gusto niya rin kasi talaga makaikot sa mundo. So, he set out to look for Spice Islands. And when he arrived in our country, napagkamalan niyang itong, ito na nga yung Spice Islands that was actually located in Indonesia. So, side note din lang, kapag sinabi dun sa mga history books natin na si Magellan yung nakadiscover ng Pilipinas, it was actually the other way around. Kasi, si Magellan at yung mga kasamahan niya yung naka, na-discover ng mga locals 
na naggutom-gutom na at saka nangamatay na dahil sa haba ng kanilang expedition. Magellan was the first European to reach the Philippines. And under the disguise of converting the locals to Christianity, Magellan attempted to conquer the islands but was subsequently defeated in the shores of Mactan. Pero hindi naman doon natapos yun. After a few years, meron na namang isang Spanish fleet na nakarating sa bansa led by Roy Lopez de Villalobos. Roy Lopez de Villalobos was the one who named the islands Islas Filipinas in honor of Philip of Spain, at the time, the Prince of Asturias, and thus began the 400 years of Spanish colonization in the Philippines. So, diba, I know, 400 years is a really long time. And that's 400 years of pounding out paganism to force-feeding new religion, priorocracy, rape, and abuse. I mean, okay, apparently other colonies had it worse. Pero yung 400 years na yun, hindi rin yung biro. And at, as if this was not enough, in, the, in December of 1898, Spain handed over the Philippine rule to American colonizers. This happened during the signing of the Treaty of Paris. So para lang inregalo ng mga Espanyol yung buong bansa natin sa mga Amerikano, as if a gift or a present for Christmas to their new neighbors. Therefore, of course, it is of no surprise that the Indios, as they were called then, eventually felt the strong urge of nationalism and fought back. As most of the rest of the world, however, the 16th century only took note of the male contributions to history. But as it happens, nationalism and patriotism is not confined in the strong patriarchal feeling. Marami rin tayong mga kababayan noong Pilipinas na nagsibaka at nagsikuhaan ng mga armas para makuha nila yung kasarinlan ng Pilipinas. Doing the research for this episode, I came across a published e-journal entitled Si Trinidad Texon at ang kanyang ambag sa Himagsikang Filipino, 1896 to 1898. Isinulat ito ni Janet S. Ragindin Estela, who was a professor of the Department of Social Sciences of Miriam College, which as we all know is also a breeding ground for modern-day Cateponeras. Yes, pun intended. In this journal, and with this I agree, she acknowledged the fact that though women were mentioned throughout history, the storytelling often emphasized the more traditional roles of women, such as, and I quote, pagiging tagaluto, tagatahin ng bandila, at tagagamot ng mga kawal sa panahon ng himagsikan. But as she wrote on, further research will lead you to realize that women were more than just the nurses in the wars. Quite a number had actually weapons in their hands, hacking away to pave the road to freedom. So yes guys, hindi lang nag-iisa si Gabriela Silang. Trinidad Texon was known as the mother of Biak Nabato and was also likened to Majora Aquino who nursed and fed Katiponeros during the revolution. She was dubbed the mother of Philippine Red Cross of Pulacan by Emilio Heginaldo himself. But she was more than just a woman on the sidelines. 
Texon, o mas kilala sa pangalang Trinin, was born on November 18, 1848 to parents Rafael Texon and Monica Perez in San Miguel de Mayumo, Bulacan. Isa siya sa labing-anim na anak ng mag-asawang ito. Growing up, she was known as ang babaeng lalaki. Itong tawag na to sa kanya ay binigay sa kanya sa konteksto ng panahon na iyon kung saan ang pagiging matapang at pagiging mabagsik ay ina-associate sa pagiging isang lalaki. Also, according to historians though, she has known, shown fearlessness throughout her youth. Nung kabataan niya, nag-aral siya ng armas de mano o yung paggamit ng mga armas or sidearm katulad ng maliit na baril o kaya ng kutsilyo or dagger or sword or bayoneta. At nag-ensayo din to ng fencing kasama si Juan Zeto. Itong mga training na to at mga lessons na to, nagamit niya to when one day in her teens, isang lalaki na nagpapangalang Emilio de los Santos ay nagsubok na molestahin siya. So, dinipensahan niya yung sarili niya by stabbing this man and getting away. O diba, ang tapang? Doon sa probinsya nila, kilala rin siya bilang tangkad. At actually, kinatatakusatan siya sa probinsya nila dahil nga sa tapang niya. Now, Trinidad Texon and her siblings were orphaned at a young age. So, tinigil niya yung kanyang pag-aaral at nanirahan siya kasama ng iba nilang mga kamag-anak. At the age of 19... Trining married and had two children, Sinifroso and Desiderio, both of whom died young. Ngayon, fast forward tayo dun sa involvement niya sa revolution. In 1895, si Trining, na sinamahan ni Don Jose Arieta, ay pumunta sa isang bahay sa Intramuros para mas wherein para makasama sa mga mason. I should also mention that Rizal himself was a mason. So anyway, after swearing in, sumali siya sa sangay ng kababaihan ng Katipunan, which is the women's branch of kataas-taasan, kagalang-galangang Katipunan ng mga anak ng bayan, or in Spanish, Suprema y Venerable Asociación del Hijos del Pueblo or simply the Katipunan. So, ito yung club ng mga revolutionaryong Pilipino. Before the end of November that year, and as one of her first contributions to the forthcoming revolution, she somehow influenced the Alcalde Gregorio of San Isidro Nueva Ecija to bring out seven weapons hidden in one warehouse. So, sinubukan niyang dalin tong mga armas na ito. Pero isa dun sa mga kasamahan niya ay isinuplong siya sa mga otoridad. This led to an investigation or a raid or a siege of her family's home for five days. 
The authorities, however, failed to confirm whether there was actually weapons in the Texon home and because Texon and her family did not budge. After this incident, the Texon family sold everything and moved to Malabon, where she met her second husband, Julian Alcantara. Si Julian Alcantara ay isa ring nasyonalista. Ngayon, bilang parte ng mga mason, si Trining ay na-involve din sa mga dangerous activities. At one point, during the Caloocan Tribunal, she and three other members hit a guardia civil in the head with a cane and stole a gun, a talibong or a bolo knife, and a bayonet. Dahil dito, yung parokya ng Caloocan, eh, sinabihan siya na umalis na lang siya or else ipapakulong siya. So then, she moved back to San Miguel, Bulacan. Pero after nun, lumipat din siya sa Santa Rita. Now, in 1896, when the revolution began, kasama si Trining dun sa sangay ng katipunan sa San Miguel de Mayumo na tinawag na Balangay Araw. Itong mga ito ay sumama dun sa mga tropa ni General Mariano Llanera para ipaglaban ang San Miguel. Sa kaligitnaan ng labanan, Nakita si Trining mula doon sa courthouse, tapos pinagbabaril din siya. Luckily, nakaiwas siya. She rolled away and then she got to run away. And she ran to several houses nearby and instructed the residents to cook meals for the revolutionaries, particularly for Lee for the forces of Milesio Carlos and Llanera. After nito, nagkaroon pa ng isa pang incident. Um, nung may 1,000 soldiers ng mga Guardia Civil ng mga Espanyol na nagtry na i-force yung way nila sa loob ng Biak na Bato, which at that time served as the headquarters for the revolutionaries, training with his husband and several others, defended the entrance to the station. So, ang ginawa nila, nagpagulong sila ng malaking bato pababa dun sa mga kalaban nila. And this caused the Spanish forces to lose a large chunk of their troops. Pagkatapos ng enkwentro na yun, training saw to the nursing of the wounded soldiers. She also took the task of burning the decaying bodies of the soldiers that died during the battles. She laid their remains to rest in the nearby caves. There really is no question to the guts of this woman. Later, the Spanish forces decided to lay waste on the town of San Rafael, killing anyone in their way, slashing through houses until the people had no more places to run but to the nearby church. So doon, nagclaim sila ng sanctuary. Kaso lang, yung mga Espanyol, nung naabutan nila yung mga tao dun sa simbahan, nilock nila yung mga tao dun sa loob, tapos pinaulanan nila ng bala. Gumamit sila ng mga barel, tsaka ng mga kanyon. So, yes, lahat ng tao, kasama yung mga babae, mga matatanda, mga bata, even yung mga sanggol. And as if this was not enough, 
after sila pag-ulanan ng mga bala, pinasok nila yung simbahan at pinagsasaksak yung mga tao gamit yung mga bayoneta nila. Even while they pleaded for and asked for mercy. Now, training together with the troops of General Isidro Torres and Maestro Sebio blew a hole at the side of the church para makapasok sila and therein took place a bloody battle. This was one of the grimmest battles in the history of Bulacan. Pagkatapos nun, nagsitakbuhan sila pabalik sa biyak na bato para mag-regroup. And then, after a few days, bumalik na naman ulit sa labanan si Trining. Bumalik siya sa mga linya ng mga nakipaglaban sa Saragosa kasama ang mga tropa ni Francisco Macabulo Soliman. Dito sa labanang ito, nabaril si Trining sa may leg niya at nawalan siya ng malay. So, yung mga kasama niya, kinuha siya kasama yung ibang mga sugatan na revolusyonaryo at ginamot sila sa headquarters nila. While she rested and waited for her wounds to heal, narinig niya na yung kapinsan niya na si Gregorio Legaspi ay nabaril din sa San Antonio Nueva Ecija naman. But unlike her, Legaspi was fatally wounded and he died where he was sitting. Kasi ang nangyari, tong mga kawal na Espanyol Inatake nila yung San Antonio habang nagsisikain yung mga katiponero. So, syempre, wala rin sila talagang laban nun. Nung narinig niya to at kahit nasugatan siya, pumunta siya doon sa San Antonio para kunin yung katawan ng pinsan niya. Tapos, nirescue rin niya yung ibang mga sugatang katiponero. And she also tended to their wounds. Itong pagpatuloy niya ng paggawa nito, Itinuloy niya to hanggang sa gumawa ng pagamutan ng hukbo dun sa biyak na bato. Hence her moniker, Mother of Biyak na Bato and Mother of Philippine Red Cross in Bulacan. Lahat ng ito ginawa niya habang nakikipaglaban pa rin siya sa mga gwardiya sibil. In May 1898, Texon joined the troops of General Gregorio del Pilar, yes, the boy general, this time against American troops. Ito, around this time, nakikisali na yung mga Amerikano sa colonialist games. She was with del Pilar in the battle that lasted 25 days. After this, she went on to join the battles in Calumpit with General Isidoro Torres. Her efforts in the war led to her being dubbed as Comisaria de Guerra or War Commissioner under the Republic of Malolos in 1899. Trining eventually joined the forces of Luciano San Miguel, Tomas Mascardo, and Jose Alejandrino against the American soldiers. This would be some of Trinning's last battles. So, kasama ng mga sugatang revolusyonaryo, nag-flee sila sa Zambales kung saan nakipaglaban sila sa bayan ng Castillejos. 
Here, they managed to take seven American soldiers as prisoners, and they set up camp in the mountains of Birabira near the town of San Antonio. Kaya lang, dahil sa gutom at panghihina ng mga revolusyonaryo, dahil tatandaan natin yung mga kasama niya, mga sugatan. Napilitan silang sumuko sa mga Amerikano sa Olongapo. After all those fightings and seemingly endless battles, Trining's husband and sons died. She settled down in the town of San Antonio and subsequently in Talavera, Nueva Ecija. Doon, nag-start siya ng maliit na business, nagbebenta ng mga karne-karne. Dito niya rin nakilala si Doroteo Santiago na pinakasalan niya bilang pangatlo niyang asawa. But unfortunately, he died shortly after. She would marry for the fourth time fourth and final time, a man named Francisco Empianado, and seemingly, she lived the rest of her life quietly. Trinidad Trining Texon died in January 29, 1929, at the Philippine General Hospital. She was 79. Talk about badassery, right? At dito nagtatapos ang kwento ni Trinidad Trining Texon, isang Pilipina, isang revolusyonaryo, isang napakatapang na tao who relentlessly fought battle after battle in hopes of achieving freedom. this episode, I would like to thank my sister, Adji Baji, who created our podcast cover art. She was also the one who shared with me some of the more obscure Filipina heroes that will be the main protagonists of this podcast for the next episodes. If you have reached this far, I would like to thank you for sitting this through with me. As you can probably tell, I am new to this and I'm still learning as I go. I will get the hang of this eventually. Again, thank you. If you have any comments or if you would like to suggest a subject for me to cover or maybe you just want to say hi, you can reach me at bayaningfilipina at gmail.com or through Twitter at at byfili2020 and you can follow me while you're there. Again, this is Inya Holada. And I hope to see you next episode.